and welcome back to a podcast about New York sports. Uh, like we always say, if you're not listening at this point, you're really just doing yourself a disservice because we cooked up a Thanksgiving parlay for you guys for that NFL slate, and uh, we knocked it out of the park. And uh, really, from everything from legal troubles to technical troubles, we're still here because we embody perseverance on this show. Uh, two teams that did not persevere last week and this week, Jets and Giants. We'll get to both of their matchups. But before we do that, I am here with Sam Allen. Sam, how was your holiday? Oh, it was just about as good as a Thanksgiving could be. Uh, honestly, seeing three football games definitely helped. Uh, I think that the... Um, Some good games, too. Yeah, every game was a one-possession game at the end, right? Mm-hmm. So... Nothing more, nothing more you can ask there. I will say, though, based on our Thanksgiving draft, I'm very disappointed in the fact that I did not have cranberry sauce yesterday. And I was really in shambles. I, I just, like, I was just totally disarmed. I had my plate in my hand, walked up to the, the island that everything was on. And to my much disappoint, there was a lack of cranberry sauce, and my whole day was shot. Like, you know, if, if this was about – if I was a Giant fan – Four four o'clock yesterday could have been like the most miserable time of my life. Honestly, just like <laughs> leading up to that game, I would have already been scared about the Cowboys, and then I see no no cranberry sauce on the table. The stuffing was abysmal at best. It was, but I made the most of it. I, I was I was near you. You should have told me. I mean, I, I don't I don't eat that. I, I would have brought you all, all the all the cranberry sauce. I mean, it's on, of all the things you get on Thanksgiving. The the hardest thing to forget or not get is cranberry sauce. Everything else needs like some sort of preparation. You get that shit in a can. I don't even understand cranberry sauce. Do you like you eat that like straight up like the little discs or do you put it on like what do you do what do you do with it? I drink I would drink it with a straw. <laughs> but uh it, nonetheless, uh I actually like it's just it's just like a nice little sweet additive that like everything's very starchy with like the potatoes and all that. And then I like to just add it on to uh Get a little sweetness in it. I don't know. All right. okay. But at the same token, now that we're on food, I would say the same thing about like putting pineapple on pizza, but I can't stand pineapple on pizza. That's why it's so no, weird me to me. You know, I'm not like one of those people who acts like you're sinning if you do it. I just don't like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan, but like uh, if I see someone, I'm going to like, I might do like a inherent scoff at it just like <laughs> for like a quick second. But other than that, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm good on it. Yeah, I think I'm better than people who put pineapple on their pizza. Like, I feel like they're like they're children to me, and I'm just better than them. No, I see. I think the other way. I think that if you put pineapple on your pizza, it's almost like this is a, a outrageously hot take. It's like putting <laughs> avocado on your toast. You just think you're better than everyone. Yeah, I do that. Though. <laughs> I, I do the avocado. Thing. Of course, <laughs> it's just like to me. And again, I'm allergic to avocado, but I have t- I have tasted it in you know sushi or whatever. I think it's dirt. It literally tastes. It would, I, if I scooped up wet dirt and put it in my mouth, I think that's what it would taste like. Yeah. So I just think I it's like a big the, spiral. Just the whole. I, I feel like the the Thanksgiving sort of like feast like is overrated. Like the the types of foods that you have on Thanksgiving are kind of like I don't know. There, there's a lot of misses there. I agree. I, like, first of all, funny story that you, that you bring that up actually because yesterday I was talking about like how cream of spinach or whatever that everyone usually have. I'm so good on that. I don't even want to look at it. And then I look over my little baby cousin is like munching on it. Like, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, how does how this old? work? Like how old? literally like one or two. Like, <laughs> that's weird. Like, I think, I think she has like three teeth. 
like that that young. So like I'm looking at him like, how do you like stomach that? <laughs> I know when I was one, you couldn't. I, I I wouldn't even look at spinach. Yeah. Hey, look, good parents. What are we gonna say? Um, yeah. But honestly, let's let's get into football because the Giants played yesterday in. I think there's some mixed feelings that need to be brought about this game because I think a lot of Giant fans, again, neither of us are Giant fans here, but I think I speak for Giant fans in the fact that they were certainly nervous going into that game yesterday. And in the same token, while they the final score, they only lost 28-8, to eight, really the Giants score a garbage time touchdown at the end and make it a more salvageable score. But I think, Giant fans need to not necessarily look at the score of this game, but really dig into what actually happened in this game. Because, quite frankly, and you can disagree with me, I thought this at halftime was a winnable game for the Giants. Yeah, I, no, I agree. I was, I was actually, I kind of thought you were about to go harder on the Giants, no. and then I would have disagreed. I, th- I thought they kind of played well. I mean, like it's we say it all the time. Like it's it's not too hard to stomach just losing to a team who's just better than you. Yeah, and and better than you in. And I think both sides of the ball. I think oh, yeah. the, the Cowboys defense is good. The Giants defense isn't bad. I'm not going to knock the Giants defense. They kind of forgot to come out of the locker room in the second half yesterday. I don't know what happened there. Um, yeah. I'm a big, I've become a big believer in, and I guess it's just a general football statement, but I've become a big believer in the best teams and the best coaches play better in the second half because of those halftime adjustments. Oh yeah. And the Giants, did the exact opposite of that yesterday. They looked like they went into the locker room and said, let's just stay the course and not adjust anything. They came out in the locker room and played a Dallas Cowboy team that probably went to their locker room and said, we got to get our asses going because uh, we're going to lose this game if we keep playing this way. And that they did. They The Cowboys came out in the second half. They put up 14. They outscored the Giants 14-0 to in the third quarter. Uh, 7-7 in the fourth, Giants get a touchdown with, like, no time left. Um, Pretty much a garbage time as garbage time gets. Uh, At a point, the Cowboys are outscoring the Giants 21-0 in the second half. Yeah, yep. You know, like, obviously, the Giants uh, don't have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, but every week it seems to get worse, like with Wondell Robinson, the ACL now. They're starting pass catchers yesterday. Darius Slayton, who, who you can live he with, a he's game. a good player. He played, yeah. he played well. I think he right. can be good for them. But yeah, continue. so Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, and then tight end Lawrence Cager. Yeah, no, it's rough. It's really bad. And like you think, like if you look at like the Chargers, right? Like we get we get into the Chargers a little bit because I'm, I've had my mixed feelings on them throughout. Like I guess their growth, but they have Austin Eckler, right? Who is a very versatile back, and I don't think that there are games where he doesn't catch the ball like five plus times and for Barkley to have I get it I get game flow and all that but if you're having this week of an offense on the outside and you have Barkley for four catches for 13 yards I think that's I think that's just poorly using your guy and like you could say what you want about Barkley he he managed 11 rushes for 39 yards and a touchdown on the ground even that's not a lot and yeah I think running can be phased out due to a game flow, but passing, I think that you got to get this guy more involved, especially if you got have guys like you said, Richie James, Hodgins, Luke Cager, Gary Brightwell. Like, who are these guys? You don't you mean to tell me that they, these are better options than just throwing Barkley a swing pass? Yeah, and why why do they not? Why is that not part of the game plan? Or why is that not like at halftime? Why are they not like listen? Let's let's 
let's get the, the ball into Barkley's hands in the passing game a little bit. Why is that not what they're doing? Well, I don't, it's, it's interesting because they, I think that they almost think that like if they're able to use Barkley as a decoy, it can kind of better the other guys opportunities. And it might be the case because these guys, you can make the argument that, yeah, maybe they're doing that. And that's the reason why a guy like, uh, Richie James is getting five catches because in, in normal circumstances, if they didn't have Barkley, they might, he might have zero catches. So you can make yeah. that argument, but there comes a point where, you know, you just got to get the ball in your guy's hands. And I think, and I don't think it's a crazy thing to say that Barkley is not only a guy, but he's the guy on the Giants. Yeah, yeah. Where's that? Were any of you guys involved, or you guys meaning who you were with yesterday? Any of you guys in any of those football pools with the numbers with the score us to end the? No, I, I'm not familiar. Well, you know, like you buy a box, and then like you have two numbers, so like Giants seven, Cowboys five, like, whatever, a, super, so the score like was... a Super Bowl box. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. So my, my, so we had one of those, uh, a lot of my, you know, my family members were in it. My aunt wound up winning the final, which was uh, like $5,000. Wow. And at the end, like I, we weren't sure if they were going to go for two or not, but she needed them to kick the extra point and they lined up for the extra point. And me just being the hater that I am, I wanted them to miss it so bad because the whole house was just up for her, like, <laughs> like screaming. I, I wanted that to go wide left so bad. Well, I mean, what were your numbers? I don't buy boxes. Oh, I bet like okay, an adult. Okay. Yeah. Reasonably sound adult. Except yoga, <laughs> except little does this podcast know 15 minutes ago, you send a 17 leg parlay, uh, that you throw <laughs> like 20 bucks on and say, this is my effort parlay of the day. But yes, <laughs> I digress. Um, next game for the giants. And we're going to get into, uh, around the league and the jets next. But last thing I'll say about the giants, how do you feel about this? The next game where they host the commanders. Uh, I, or how should Giant a, fans feel? Yeah, I think a couple weeks ago, you would have felt better about that game. I think Washington's trending upward. The Giants are kind of trending downward, which I don't I don't really feel 100% comfortable saying. Because like we said, Dallas is just a better team than you. But you didn't show up for the Detroit game, and that was a winnable game. And we both like Detroit, right? Like They're, they're kind of uh, they're fun. They're an underrated team, certainly an underrated offense. But, I mean, that that's two in a row for the Giants now. And, I mean, it's starting to... It, I think the commanders is a tough game and it's, it's kind of one that it, you have to win. Yeah. Almost. If you want to have any hope, they have to win that game. Um, and this is now not only two losses in a row, but this is two games in a row where the, the giants defense got a little bit exposed there for a second. Uh, like two times in a row, they're giving up where they give up 30 points, 31 points last week and 28 points this week. That's what, 61 points in, uh, or 64 points? No, sorry, I can't do math. 59, looks good. 59 <laughs> points in uh, in two games, that's just not what you want, especially when you're a team no. that not too long ago you set records for not scoring 20-plus points. So um, yeah. I think Giant fans should rightfully so be a little um, definitely weary on this team and nervous about next week. But I don't think that there are many more fans – that are kind of like proceeding with caution more so than the Jet fans. Because this game, this is like a, a game in, in Jet history that could go down as like either a huge mistake, it could be a huge plus, it could be a huge step back, it could be a huge step forward, it could be another one of those, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick leading us to the playoff moments. I don't know what to think about this game. The Jets are hosting the Bears 
The Jets are favored by six points. And us as Jet fans, McPhilly, how do you feel about everything that's gone on? Mike White's your starting quarterback against the Bears team that is pretty decent of late. Yeah, well, so I guess the, the first thing we need to go over here is – I, is Justin Fields going to play? Because I know he practiced, but the Jets, I mean, this game is opening up. Uh, the Jets are six-point favorites, which leads me to believe that, uh, I mean, that, that has to be the non-Justin Fields line. Yeah, so what, it's, I mean, it's, fun, it's funny you say that, Chris. I don't know. I think they, it's been, like, weird reports out of Chicago, like, all week about how, like, yeah, you know, like, he's day-to-day. Oh, but, you know, I also could see him missing the rest of the season. Like what? Yeah, like yeah, I know. And then and then Fields comes out and says like, you know, if I'm if I'm ready to play, I'll play, which is kind of a I guess a good thing if you're a Bears fan, um, bad thing if you're a Jet fan. But uh, I it's like Fields sounds like he wants to play. It almost sounds like they're at a point where they they see what this kid can do, and they're pretty certain he's going to be their guy. And like in a lost season like this, if he's already hurt, I don't think you want to get him more hurt. So it's like uh. They're in, they find themselves in limbo. So whether this, I'll say this, I think this this could be we've either seen the last game Fields plays this year, or this will be the last game Fields plays this year. Right. So yeah. I, I think mean, they're at it, that point. I think that I think that the Jets defense has has a chance to to pull this one out. Um, listen, I don't know what you're going to get from Mike White, but wouldn't it be embarrassing if he went out there and was just dreadful? And then you have to give the ball to Joe Flacco or go back to Zach Wilson. Like, oh, it would just be such a jet thing for him to just well, go out there and just be lost. That's those. That's your jet mind working. But I think I think it'd be more embarrassing if not really even embarrassing would be the right word. But I think it would be a worse look for the Jets if Mike White goes out there and puts up thirty points. <laughs> yeah, but at least it looks like they made the right move. Yeah, yes, and I, but I think getting back to kind of what we we spoke about when the Zach Wilson stuff happened, they. I think they're making this to kind of kill two birds with one stone and, and not only save Robert Sala's ass and his job, but to kind of just say like, you know, we did something opposed to doing the do nothing option. Yeah. You know? So I, I think, and maybe look, maybe we said, we said this again and not to reiterate, but maybe that we needed to read more into the fact that Mike White was the backup and it wasn't Flacco. Maybe he yeah. beat him out for the job. You know, I yeah, don't know. I agree. We're not, at I think those, yeah, I think the the way I look at this is if Fields plays, I think I like Chicago just because what Fields has been able to do with his legs. I'm not sure that even great defense like that that seems to me just like one of those things that's sort of indefensible. Like it's going to happen, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of these plays that he's making are just like right. You can't do it. You can't coach against it. Yeah, but if you gave me do. if you gave me Trevor Simeon, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets gave up three points. Well, so. well, yes. Yeah. So. So honestly, I'll say this about the what I think the result will be this week. I think, I think, and just knowing how the Jets are and how they've been all year, I think they're going to commit to the same kind of game plan we've been seeing them use with Zach Wilson, where it's like, don't make offensive mistake football. Let's grind out these drives, and then if we see an, an opening for a big play, we'll take it. But I, you know. Mike, I would be stunned if Mike White throws the ball more than like twenty-five times this week. I really would. Oh yeah, like I, me too. It, I, I to me, this is going to be a Michael Carter, James Robinson, you know, Ty Johnson. They they might have three running backs get ten carries. Yeah, I agree. So it's so funny that like a week ago we were like, oh man, like this is a big ticket. Yeah, like we, we gotta, gotta go. get yeah. we get now. Now it's like you couldn't pay me to go to this game. Yeah, honestly, what we might have to do is. 
I might cut that clip from that podcast and just like overlay it with like clown music or something because <laughs> yeah, that would should. be funny because <laughs> we were so like yeah oh man this the Jets are the Jets just won they beat the Bills and now wow they get to play Justin Fields and in, in MetLife next week yeah I'm good I'm good now so no, I'm so good give me a give me a final score prediction oh man well let's assume Fields plays right now no oh, let's assume Fields plays well give me oh okay. actually let's do two no Fields and Fields. All right, if Fields plays, uh, give me, give me twenty to thirteen, Chicago. Um, if Fields is out, I you know, if Fields is out, I assume the Jets have more uh, more time of possession. I'll take the Jets. I don't know, twenty three to like eleven. So I'm going to say that I think the Jets win this game either way. I think I just think that like. First of all, people as bad as the Jets are, yeah, or as bad as the Jets were last week, yeah. I think there's still a part of me that kind of feels like a lot of this like bad play is just a Patriot thing. Like I know, but they're not special, so like, why would it just be a Patriot? You know what I mean? Like I, I, I and I can't answer that question because I don't know. But I, I just think that there's still a small part of me that thinks that that's true. And for the Bears, look, the Bears are three and eight, and if you believe in you are what your record says you are. You know, there's a reason why they've lost their last four games, you know, so they're not a good team. They got Justin Fields and he's scary, but the Jets should win this game just on the merit of their defense. I guess so, it's not the but Patriots. I, I just still think that Fields still finds a way to score some points and I'm not convinced that the Jets can score points. See, and I get it because, I mean, that ties back to what you said earlier about uh, not being able to coach against Fields. Sure. Yeah, but. I think it's going to come down to those – if the Jets can control the time possession and they're going to make Fields throw and be a pure pocket passer, which they should, and I think their defense is very capable of doing, you know, he's going to have to challenge guys like Darno Mooney on – with Sauce Gardner shadowing him is a plus for the Jets, right? There's really no pluses there. They have – the Bears' offense is – outside of Fields is mediocre, I'd say. So yeah, I'm going to say either way, I think that this is like – a kind of like re- like ugly game. Like let's say I'll even throw like a safety in there somewhere. Like let's just say this is like nineteen to fourteen Jets. That's what yeah. I'll say. Either way, the NFL is so weird because you know last week that Patriots Jets game is is basically three three for all of regulation, and then the Patriots played Minnesota last night, and it's the shootout of the century. Uh, that's that's football season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like. Yeah. And it's crazy. I, I I was looking at the overs yesterday for what we had we had spoke about the couple of promos and whatnot. There on a couple of books, but I uh, I honestly liked what what did we say? I loved the under in the Bills game, which hit by a point, never in doubt. And then uh, <laughs> yeah. th- I think we what did we like in the Giant game? I think we liked the Giants with the points. Did we get that backdoor cover? Well, no, we liked the seven, over. Right? We lock, we we liked the, the over, over. Okay, which also hit. And then we yeah. took the, and then we had the Vikings money line. So if you followed us, we had a plus five hundred parlay going for you. So not only are you listening to this podcast for your uh, hearing enjoyment or your audio enjoyment, you're listening to this for your wallet enjoyment as well. So we're going to help you out with that right now. But you know what I just realized about that that first game that that um that under that hit. Yeah, there oh, was yeah. I know there was a. There was not only was there just a missed extra point. There was a missed chip shot from a guy who hadn't missed a kick all year. Did you hear that announcer jinx? I just heard it this morning. Yeah, I didn't rough. catch it yesterday. That was rough, but again, 
the under was never in doubt. Never a sweat came out of my out of my head. Yeah. So anyway, we did line up before we go around the league here. We did line up a fraud or a plod with Matt. I believe Thanksgiving themed, uh, and I'm excited about that. Do you want to you want to get to that now? Turkey with gravy and cranberry. Can't believe the Mets traded Dallas strawberry. Turkey for you and turkey for me. Can't believe Tyson gave that girl BD. Ooh, white meat, dark meat, you just can't And on the topic of Thanksgiving, I think we are going to transition now to what has become our favorite part of the show, Fraud or Applaud, this time with Maddie Nostradamus and Thanksgiving themed. So I'm here with both Matts, Maddie Nostradamus, our regular Matt, and guys, are you ready for this Thanksgiving themed Fraud or Applaud? Yeah, always am. Born ready. I heard there was rumors that uh, McPhilly was a big turkey guy. Well, no. What? Uh, yes, actually. The, those rumors are true. Uh, he actually drafted them number one in our draft. Um, it's a bit controversial. It's a bit controversial. It's it's chalk, but a little boring. It's chalk, but boring. But floor is yours. All right. We do have a uh, Thanksgiving theme for our applaud here, and we got a little local action here to start. The Lawrence Taylor and his Thanksgiving game in 1982. In 1982, the Giants played the Lions on Thanksgiving, and Taylor had a super great defensive performance. He uh, his 97 yard pick six would end up sealing the game for the Giants. And later in Taylor's life, as many of us know, especially around here in New York, he would uh, dabble in a little crack and some other uh, drugs. <sighs> And he was often randomly tested for uh, substances. And it, he was n- very notoriously known for using his teammates' piss instead of his own piss. Uh, it's a family show. And it was revealed recently, actually, that Taylor was tested that morning of Thanksgiving for substances. And he did use his teammates' piss because, obviously, he would go on to, to pass that drug test. Fraud or applaud that Lawrence Taylor was piss tested on Thanksgiving. Um, I mean, I know, I I know that the incredible game is true, and I do believe that he uses teammates' urine. But I'm gonna say that that didn't come out about this particular. It game. is factual that he used teammates' urine. Yeah, I I just don't know that 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 happened on. This okay, day. so so are we f- all right? So hold on, are we f- are we just frauding applauding the whole story? Yeah, you know, it's like a little dug deep enough type story yeah well the, the game did happen it's just it's just the urine the urine sample i'm gonna applaud this I, i'm not i i don't i i think that this is just something can i give a reason out. real quick because i think i can recall like in giant lore that um that lawrence taylor had a huge thanksgiving game and then i'm just gonna go with, i'm just gonna go with the fact that you know, if this is in the 80s in football and, you know, they're quote-unquote drug testing guys, there's loopholes everywhere that all the players are using. So I'm going to applaud that this all is true. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stay where I am. I think that I think that this was true in many cases. Um, I, I just – I don't think that it happened here. McFeely would be right. Nice. Ah. Let's go. He, he was drug tested multiple times that year. And he would use his teammates' piss. Yeah. Want to know, baby? It's kind of hot. Yes, yes, it is. 
Uh, all right, 0-1 for Sam, 1-0 for me. 1-0. Let's see it. Let's see 3-0. All right, ready for the next one? Number two. Okay. In 1976, the Bills played the Lions on Thanksgiving. In the game, notorious murderer O.J. Simpson ran for 273 yards, a then NFL record. Despite the record-setting performance, the Bills lost the game 27-14. to That's a lot of yards. Fraud or a play. Ugh. I, I'm not. I, that's just a lot of yards, but I, I, I'm not, I don't know. This one's tough because I feel like I want to say that I feel like I, I would have heard about it more on right. like Thanksgiving broadcast, but then at the same time, it's also OJ Simpson, so like it's kind of might be like blackballed from people knowing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's like Chris Benoit, Jace. I, I don't know. It's a lot of yards, but I, 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 I want to applaud it. Um, you said he ran for like 200 plus, and what what was the score? It was 273, which set a record, and it was uh, 27. Oh, like just a single game record, not single like game a record Thanksgiving at... Day record. No, single game. Stupid. Yeah, single game record. Man, what is the, re- what is the record now? Um, that I can't answer off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, if, it's, if, it's, if I say like fraud, but it happened like the week after, I'm quitting the show. <laughs> no, same. So, uh,. I'm going to applaud this. Uh, I'm going to as well. I'm applauding as well. I'm going to say that, that that probably happened. This is true. Let's hey, go. let's go. And they lost the game 27-14. That's, that's crazy. I mean, they probably had – who did? do you have the quarterback available? <laughs> <laughs> that's, scored, that's pretty bad. He scored both the touchdowns as well. Who is the quarterback? Do you have that in front of you? Or I'm no? not sure, but it, okay. you brought that up. Uh, you know what happened a couple years ago? I didn't add it onto this list, but r- the COVID season when the Broncos started um, a wide receiver at quarterback. You oh, uh, Kendall Hinton. Yeah, that was a Thanksgiving uh, bacchanal. He actually had a he actually had a good uh, he actually had a good game the other day. Oh, I, fun I, fact: his game on Thanksgiving was uh, one completion, two interceptions. Let's get it. <laughs> really came to really sling it that day. all right number three all right last one all right so the lions and the cowboys play on thanksgiving every year tradition been going on for years i'm good on that by the way just in a total aside like so silly Uh, but i'm good going as well but there is a tradition to be explained behind it the tradition actually stems from college football which this is another thing i didn't even realize until researching that college football teams also play on thanksgiving but the tradition comes from both Texas, Texas University in, in uh, college football, and Wayne State University, which is located in Detroit, have been playing on Thanksgiving for almost 100 years, both teams. So the NFL adapted that into the Lions and the Cowboys. Fraud or apply? You start, Sam. I need a point of reference. I, I have no idea where to go here. Um... Well, I feel like while this might be true, I feel like it's like a loose it's a loose way to say that oh this is why the NFL did it. Like I feel like you go there's probably like six or seven like kind of like niche stories and generations of football that say, Oh, you know, this is what started the NFL playing these teams. So I'll say that it's like it's believable enough that I I'm gonna applaud this. So, but I got, I kind of want to say, I want to, I want to think it's fraud because I want there to be like a cooler meaning. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I like Wayne State, dude. I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, why would he know that? Well, can what were the colleges again? It was Wayne State, which is located in Detroit and Texas. Okay, so he just so that's so hold on now that's hold on no no this is a this is a thing because I was unaware that Wayne State was in Detroit so I, I think also I unaware think of that. okay so I think that that leads me to applaud this even more but again I I think I I wish if this is the only reason they do it I'm disappointed but he was probably just googling like schools in Detroit you know and then but like, I Wayne but State. maybe he throws that in there to make it more convincing. I, I don't know. I'm sn- I'm sniffing this out as a fraud. I feel like that's just that's where I'm gonna. So what what do you want to do before I, you make it official? I think I'm a... let's try and work this out because we can. I don't know. I feel like if we both take the same thing, it's kind of weak. I don't think that's weak. I'm trying to go three and zero here. I'm not. I'm not uh... it, I think yeah. I was just gonna say McFeely's trying to go three and zero. It's not. Right? It's not moving day before Thanksgiving. I, I'm I'm gonna stick with that. Um, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say fraud. I'm going to applaud it. This is fraud. Let's just, go. Oh. Give me that. I, I almost lost it when McPhilly said DeSanto Googled colleges in Detroit because that's exactly what I did. I mean, like, wait, well, what was you said? The only thing that was holding me back was like, why? Why would Wayne State play Texas? <laughs> <laughs> like, I should have. I was like, that was on the tip of my tongue. But then I was like, this was also probably in like the 1920s and like. Every, like, you know, random John Hopkins played, like, you know, Monmouth University of Ohio. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. I do but, wish I would have specified that uh, they didn't play each other. Because the, the college teams do play. And Texas is a common team to play on Thanksgiving. But, uh, but no, I just fucking bullshitted that. The real reason is, the, I think the Lions, I, I read about this. Well, the, I, I have, I know the real reason, but... Go ahead with yours. It started like in the 20s or the 30s or some shit, and the the Lions were not doing great compared to the Tigers, the baseball team. So the owner tried to spice it up a little bit and said, why don't we have a game on Thanksgiving? And they sold out an 80,000 stadium, and it lasted ever since then. And then the Cowboys just stole the idea from them in the 60s. This is more I, – I I, Go ahead. I was, I was always under the er, – I learned that – the it was it started way back when maybe the twenties or whatever when the Ford factory kind of looked at this and said that it was a huge opportunity to advertise our product and they were like if we're gonna get all these people to watch this on uh on Thanksgiving where there's no other football on it's almost like everyone's got to put their eyes there so that's why I that's what I was always told that was the reason Detroit was there. Cowboys, maybe this is for similar reasons, but I that's what I was always told about Detroit. Well, did did they used to just play each other and there would be one game and then they eventually just expanded it and they just kept playing? Or I'm Is unsure. It, it, the Lions started doing it in the 30s. The Cowboys started doing it in the 60s, 30 years after, for the same reason also, which is interesting that no other team was like thought to take advantage of that. And now we're, we're stuck with these trash teams playing on thanksgiving every uh year but i'll take it you know i i almost tried tying in the the fraud lawrence taylor into him going out night before thanksgiving I don't, that would have been another layer <laughs> i don't so know I, if that was a thing in the 80s <laughs> we gotta we gotta go back at this and, and really look at our record and then make like a little graphic about this but uh 
because uh, I think this is uh, this is cool and this is definitely here to stay. So, um, this, Matt, one, one thank more, you. One more thing before yeah, you go, go ahead. Go ahead. Is is this the first three and Well, we had one that just never made it to air, where uh, two people went three and zero. But I know, I know. Yeah. I, I, I was going to keep it under the table. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt and Matt, thank you both. Um, and we're going to get back to normal programming. Let's do it. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you. A uh, little bit of a short week Sunday, given that three teams played already on on Thursday. So a uh, couple less games, but let's get started here with the one o'clocks. The five and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to Cleveland and play the Cleveland Browns, who are three and seven. And oddly enough, I thought this line would be bigger. Might be hinting towards my pick, but Tampa Bay minus three and a half seems like a, a good spot here for the Bucks to cover. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even if you want to grab that half point and just swing it to a, a field goal, I mean, but I, I think Tampa Bay's kind of, listen, they're still not special, but I, I don't know. I think that they're a team that could find themselves, you know, um, could find themselves there at the end of the season here. So I, they look better each week, I feel like. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the Bucks with those three points. Yeah, I'll, I'll even, not that I like the Bucks with the three points or giving the three points there too, but I think my even better play, probably just the money line, because like, I see this as a, you know, you said that they're finding themselves. I think this is a game they should win, even if they don't find themselves. Right? You know, yeah. this is like if they if they go if Brady throws, you know, has a mediocre game and they can win this game, you know, twenty one to eighteen, I would be the least bit stunned. You know, so. So what's up with Deshaun Watson? Is he getting on the field this year? I believe the f- week fourteen he's eligible, but to be back. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think because it wasn't like a, f- a thirteen game suspension. I think I don't know. I believe. I, I, believe I, it I never was. understand because like there's always like appeals, and I never know what it actually is. I think it was a 13 game suspension. Um, I could be wrong on that. I'll have to follow up. But let's go to the next game, which is probably the game of the day. Honestly, the Bengals, the six and four Bengals, head to Tennessee to face the seven and three Titans, and on the road, the Bengals are giving three. I love yeah. the Titans here. I, I, me too. I was going to say the same thing. I, I was almost expecting you to go Cincinnati. I don't really understand that line. Um, no, I love I, I'm a Titans fan. I feel like Vegas disrespects Tennessee often. Well, yes, I, you know? because they, I, I think the reason is, I think what, I mean, obviously whatever algorithm they're using probably puts heavily into the quarterback play. And Ryan Tannehill is like a mediocre, mediocre quarterback at best, but I just think Derrick Henry is so far and ahead, like the best running back in the league, that it's just something. It's like an anomaly almost. Yeah, I know, but I feel like like a team like the Giants, right? Like I, I think Daniel Jones is probably about Ryan Tannehill. I feel like the Giants get a lot more love than Tennessee does on a on you know week to week basis for some reason. Yeah, well, I think I think the Bengals are. I think, uh, and I quote Matt uh, Maddie Nostradamus in saying this: they're very like TikTok young. Like they see all the stuff on social media, and like they're yeah. play to the play to their fans. So I think that might have a little bit to do with it, uh, in the sense that like you know people want the Bengals to win, I guess, because you know it would be cool to post them on social media, or whatever. But I will say, as soon as you hear this, if you do like the Titans, I'd grab them because last time I checked, Joe Mixon was still in concussion protocol, and that's going to be a huge loss if he can't play. Um, and I would assume that if they rule out Joe Mixon, that line may shift towards the Titans. Um, sure. So I would grab the Titans here. I think we're both on the Titans plus three. You're on the Titans plus three, right? Yeah. Cool. Titans plus three there, both uh, both of us. Next game, one of the uglier games of the week, I think. 
the one eight and one Houston Texans head to Miami and play the seven and three surging Dolphins. Dolphins are giving two touchdowns even here. Is this the biggest line of the year? No, wasn't the Jets? Were in the Jets fifteen? Was it fifteen? Okay, I think. I if it wasn't fifteen, I think it was most definitely at least fourteen. Yeah. So it up, it's up there, but honestly, I think I might lay it because I think this could be a route. Yeah. Um. You know what? I I kind of I like the over here. Uh, what's what number do you have? Forty-seven. Because I, I could just see yeah. I could see Houston scoring garbage time touchdowns. Yeah, I could see it being like thirty to seven at half. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like one of those yeah. games, and then like you know, two is not even playing in the fourth quarter, but the Texans score you know two touchdowns. Yep. Yeah, I I, I kind of I don't hate that. I don't know if I, I would take it, but I think uh, if I had to pick here, I think I would take the the Dolphins minus fourteen. I just think they're they're trending upwards against a team that season is over. I believe they yeah. actually just changed quarterbacks too. I don't think Davis Mills yes. is starting. They um, did. I don't know. I couldn't tell you who's playing. Yeah. But. I then that I think that just says it in itself. Um, so we're both on. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of on? like, I hate to, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm someone who just doesn't really believe in, in taking spreads like that. But I mean, Houston very well might be the worst team in the NFL. The Dolphins might be the best offense in the NFL. You know, at least they were for spans of the season. And they're home um, too. Don't forget about that. I think it's a big factor. Yeah. So I actually think it's going to be um, the legendary uh, Kyle Allen playing quarterback. Oh, the great Kyle Allen, some would say. Yes. The great. <laughs> My um, cousin. You know even. what? I'll, I'll lay it with you, too, but I, I never feel comfortable taking spreads like that. Because anytime I take a big spread, I sit down to watch the game, and it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's a lot slower, and it's a lot closer than I think it's going to be till the end. Uh, yeah, it seems know. like one of those games that could have, like, a backdoor cover, definitely. Like, yeah. Just I'll like the Giants. <laughs> yeah. Um, next game, we'll head to the 5-6. and six. Again, I think at the beginning of the year, we would have thought that them being at 5-6 and six here is kind of it's stunning but the five and six falcons head to washington to play the commanders commanders are giving four in a game where i would argue i like the commanders giving the points just solely off the fact that they're the hungrier dog yeah wait i want to tease something before we get into this game the over under on the next game is hilarious Oh, oh god! But, um, oh god! <laughs> but yeah, listen, I, I like, I really like the Falcons. They're a team that I like to root for, so I, I want to pick them, but I can't. I think, I think Washington's playing well, and in, in, in the in the division battle race that is the NFC East, I mean, yeah, give me, give me Washington at home to cover that four. So you agree with the hungry dog sentiment? Yes. Okay, and they're home too, which is like pretty much. Again, we always say this, but. You get three points for being home. Vegas is saying that the Commanders right now are one point better than the Falcons. I don't buy that. Yeah. I think they're I think they're even better than that. So if getting four is only have to, or only having to give four is is a blessing. I think. Yeah, five and six is is strange though. Yeah, right. Like this is these. If the Falcons win, they're the same record as the Commanders, which is like yeah. And and, yeah. This, and if the Falcons and the Bucks win, they both have six wins, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Just again, just like you said, that's football season. Uh, the next game, the poster boy. Uh, this is. I think we need to have a segment called "I Won't Watch a Minute" because this would be the game of the week for that. The Broncos, the three and seven Broncos, ride into the Carolina Panthers, and the Denver Broncos are giving one. Both teams have three wins. Panthers with eight losses. Broncos with seven. I mean. <laughs> This is the this is the quarterback showdown of like maybe my two least favorite players in the NFL. 
Darnold, Sam Darnold starting for the, the Panthers versus Russell Wilson, obviously starting for the Broncos in what has become a very lost season. Uh, I mean, Broncos giving one, I yeah, guess. Yeah, give me Denver. I mean, they have the like if if they're giving one point, I mean, I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll take the guy who's who's done it before, I guess. Yeah, give me give me Denver. I mean, well, let's talk about that over under. The over under for this game is thirty six points. That's crazy. Um, I think I, I like might the I might bet that I might just bet that over just to just to bet it. I think I think I actually like it because I mean, thirty six points is eighteen and eighteen. Yeah, that's like, so if, I mean, like if one team puts up twenty one, you're in a good spot. Teams in the NFL fall into the end zone unless you're the Jets three times a game. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. um, I'm gonna reserve my pick on this so until after the Monday night game. Please, please remind me. At the Broncos Panthers pick. I don't know where I want. So, I don't know where so, I want to fall. So the worst game of the week that no one cares about. You want to save it for a few days? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I do. Um, all right. I, just because like. I don't know what to even think about this game. Like, I'm just sort like, think of, like, think of, like, you ever see those old videos of them, like, collecting trash down the street where, like, they're just, like, pushing it all away and pushing it all away and trying to clear out the street? That's what's going yes. on my mind right now because every time I think <laughs> both these teams, it's just, okay, well, the running back situation on both teams is trash. The quarterback situation on both teams is trash. Everyone's hey, don't you disrespect early. Latavius Murray, right? He's a legend. Whatever. But, um... I, I'll reserve that one. I'm leaning Broncos right. right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make my definitive pick at the very end. Next All game, right. uh, this is a I I smell some trappiness in this game here. The Ravens head to the Jaguars with uh, reverse records. Ravens seven and three, Jaguars three and seven. Ravens are minus three and a half, but I think, and I'm a very well known Jaguar hater. I like. I kind of like this spot for an upset. It's not my sniff of the week, and I think my sniff you do of the, have one though. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, ask yeah. You oh, it's it's gonna. It might ruffle some feathers, but that's what I'm here for. So I think I'm gonna take the Jaguars plus three and a half here. Okay. And I never thought I would do that. I have one more tease because a minute ago I just asked if that 14 point spread was the largest of the season so far, and I'm looking down the slate here, and there's one that's bigger than that. So, oh, um, this slate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, um, okay, okay, I, I see it. Oh wow, I, I, I see what I see what you mean uh, with this game. I mean, I'm just I, I'm not going to get cute with it. I, I'm going to ride Baltimore. I just think that, like, yeah, the Jaguars obviously are not playing to their expectations, but I think that I still see holes in this Ravens team. That if I think if you get a good Trevor Lawrence day at home, I think they can come out of this with a win. So uh, you're on the Ravens. I'll take the points with the Jaguars. We'll move over, to, move over to our next game. The Chargers face the Cardinals. The Chargers 5-5 five and five, face the Cardinals on the road. I believe Kyler Murray will play. Um, and the Chargers are giving three. Um, where do you fall in this game? <sighs> kind of an ugly game. I Weird mean, sort line. of, but but there but there's things to watch. Yeah, like I like this isn't like like oh my god, I would never watch this game. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's yeah, definitely a fun I mean, game to watch for sure. G- give me, give me, give me, ah, uh, Chargers, I guess. And for my sniff of the week, we're going to take the Kyler Murray-led Cardinals here on the, as a home dog. I, I don't just, hate that. I, you know, give me, this is going to be one of the first games where the offense is fully healthy for the Cardinals. Um, can, do you have the over-under in front of you? I do not. 48 points. Love it. Any Anything that started the over? with four right there, love the over. Love the over, love the Cardinals. I think this is a shootout where the Cardinals can kind of 
uh, I guess, build their stats. Not that the Chargers are, like, a bad team, but, like, I just think this is a spot where the Cardinals, really, they lose this game, their season's over. They might not play Kyler Murray for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, but so this is, again, home home dog getting their guys back on a against a questionable team. I'll take the Cardinals' money line there. So, obviously, I'll take them with the points as well. Yep. Um, so next game, we're going to head to the Raiders, another failure of a team this year, the 3-7 and seven Raiders. Head to Seattle against the surprise of the NFL season, the most successful surprise of the NFL season, the 6-4 and four Seattle Seahawks. Seattle giving three and a half at home. Good spot here, I think, for the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders, uh, by the skin of their teeth, beat the Broncos last week. Um, and, you know, like we said, we're, we're done with the this team can't be that bad. Because they, they, a lot bad. of them are. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the Seahawks. You know, again, I probably I probably buy myself that half point. Um, Seattle at home. Uh, how do you not take Seattle? Yeah, I agree. And and the half the hook kind of scares me because I think like I think the line should be more like a little bit more uh, in terms of the Seahawks. Like I think that they should maybe be giving like four or five. But the fact that they they even present that hook there is a little I'm not the biggest fan of. So it's a little sketched in my mind, but. I'll still, I'll still lay the three and a half there with the Seahawks. If you, if it gets to three, I'd love it. But three and a half, I, I like it a lot. Um, yep. Next game, uh, you teased earlier, the largest spread of the slate, uh, unconfirmed, but could be the largest spread of the season. The the Rams with the, the John Wolford-led Rams head yep. to Kansas City to play the, I don't even need to tell you, the quarterback of the Chiefs. The eight and two Chiefs. Chiefs are giving fifteen and a half. And before you give any word on what your pick is, I, I have them at sixteen here. <laughs> oh well, I have fifteen and a half. We'll, yeah. we'll stick with fifteen and a half. Even my yep. point will still stand. The play of the year is whatever the Chiefs are giving in the first half. What I don't care what it yeah. could be fourteen. I'm, I'm still yeah. going to take it. You know what's interesting about this is so if the line is Chiefs to win by sixteen points, isn't it strange that the over under is only set at forty two? Yeah, well, because that there's just two ways of thinking. That means that means that if you're gonna take the the Chiefs minus fifteen and a half, you take the over. Right, but yeah, yeah I, I just but I don't know. I feel like it's weird that they coincide with each other. Well, that's Can I you? think I think that's where they're gonna get this action on that game, Vegas, meaning because mm-hmm. that's a good. That, you're right. That is a very suspicious number. Yeah. Off the top of your head, can you think of a team that won a championship and the next season was this bad, or is this just the worst ever? I mean, well. Uh, just literally the first team that comes to mind off the top of my head, what were the Giants after they won their last Super Bowl? Did they make the playoffs still? I'm, I'm not sure, but... Um, hmm. 13 20, so the next Giants. Year is 2013, yeah. When did they draft Odell? 14? I think so. So they must have had a high pick. Yeah, but I don't think they were ever this bad. No, I mean, this is this is egregiously bad. But, and again, not for... For a roster that on paper is one of the better ones in the league, I'd say... This is. I could make the argument that this Rams season is just as disappointing as like the Raiders. Yeah, I know, but when you have the hardware, it doesn't sting as much. Yeah, I guess. you're right. Uh, I mean, it's just the Raiders are, uh, or sorry, the the Rams are. They're just injured. I think. Like, obviously, yeah. you lose your quarterback. There was even reports coming into the season that Stafford wasn't healthy. I think it just got worse and worse. Yeah, uh, you lose Cooper Cup. You have zero options at the running back position. They just waived Daryl Henderson. Uh, so they literally have, I think, Kyron Williams and Cam Akers this week to, as their running backs. Um, I think their their season is more than done. So Yeah, it's so funny that like OBJ back to the Rams was like a foregone conclusion, and then the Rams just 
forgot yeah, how to win a football game. Oh, that was like, I'm good. So yeah. It's um, Dallas. It's going to be Dallas. So are you taking the Rams plus 15 and a half? No, I can't. I, I can't do it either. I can't do it. I'm not going to bet it, but I'll, I told you I'm going to take the Chiefs first half, whatever they give. I mean, the Chiefs first half, if I can get that like nine and a half, love that. Love. Cause I agree. This could be a, this could be a like 35-7 game at half. Yeah, you it know? could be. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. So I think we're both not obviously the happiest, but we're both on the Chiefs giving the points there. Um, next game, another sneakily good game, I think, because I think the Saints are actually playing decent football, and I, uh, I think that they're a lot better than their record says they are. But Saints four and seven head to San Francisco, the six and four 49ers, who are surging. Yes, the giving nine and a half in this game seems like a lot to me. I think I'm going to take the points with the Saints. If it were New Orleans, I'd agree with you. Um, listen, I mean, I think they're 10 points better than the Saints. Um, it's a lot of points, but I, I think I like the Niners here. There's another game where I, I do think I love the over at uh, 43. Ew, that's interesting, too. Yeah. That's very – because the Saints are not a like as defensive of a team as they're, I think, presented. I think they're yeah. very, like – Olave is really good. They had a good offensive week last week. Obviously, yeah, they Kamara's score. There. Yeah, they, they can score. I mean, you're going to have your, obviously, your Andy Dolan, you know, one or two terrible, questionable, if he's how he's even a quarterback plays a game. But yeah. I still, I think I still like them here with nine and a half. Like, that's a team that, this is a play where if I, if I see another big dog that I like, I think I might tease that with this. Because I think, like, yep. if I can get this up to 14 and a half, I think I really love the Saints. But also, also the over. So I'm going to take the Saints plus plus nine and a half. Do I take it that you're taking the 49ers giving the points? I think so. Yeah. They, I mean, it's. I don't like betting against the 49ers because they're like their offense is probably the best on paper in the league. Yeah, um, they have. They just so many options. Yeah, and, like it's crazy that I had a 16 point lead and I had Brandon Ayuk last yeah, week yeah, I was just gonna say to, that. to to Bobby's. Um, who was it? I put you Bobby on Ayuk, had, by the way. Kittle and. Bobby a Kittle and who else? Debo. And Ayuk gets two touchdowns and I still lose. That's how loaded that offense is. So yeah, that was uh, misery. So yeah, give me San Francisco. Um this next game I have a ticket to. I was gonna Nine I was gonna tell you field. I'm gonna let you intro this next game since you're the biggest Packer fan yeah. I know. I don't know if I'm gonna go to it. I'm thinking about just listing it, selling it. I got it for a really good price to be nine rows off the field at, you know, at a, at an Eagles game when they're nine and one. Um and you know, the Packers being a flagship franchise coming in. I might not bother making the trip to watch the Packers lose by 21. I like the Eagles to win this by more than a touchdown. I think six and a half is is kind of strange that that's all it is. Um, I like the emergence of Christian Watson, though. Yeah, he's been good, definitely. I think that the Packers are, like, in try to salvage the season mode, but I don't think this is where they do it. No, I don't think so either. And and But the, I will say the Eagles, the Eagles have not, like, yes, obviously 9-1, very impressive. They skate by the Colts last week, 17-16 by a point. They lose to the Commanders. I mean, they're, the last couple weeks for the Eagles have not been the prettiest, um, but I still think that they get this done minus 6.5. Although, I will yeah. say, though, I, this was very close to a sniff for me. Just because, okay. just like, like kind of to reiterate what I just said. Hungrier dog. Hungrier dog. Plus the fact that the Eagles have been on like a small bit of a slide in the last couple of weeks, uh, them I think they might have been playing over their heads a little bit. But 
I think with this line, I think I'd take the Eagles under a touchdown. If it goes over a touchdown, yeah. I think I'll take the Packers. But um, yep. I, I not to not Eagles. to be an Aaron uh, not to be an Aaron Rodgers fan here, but I mean, a broken thumb on your throwing hand. What do you mean? That's, that's, what are you getting at? That's that's tough. Yeah, I mean, have you ever broken your thumb? I have. I've broken all my fingers, I believe. We'll have to talk about you couldn't, that. One. You couldn't ask me to throw a, in a, a regulation football at an NFL level with a broken thumb. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I don't know how much. Was that ever like really diagnosed? And or did he just say that? Because I thought, from what I saw, he just said it in an interview and just like, oh, okay, yeah, I got a broken thumb, and I've never heard anything of it. Yeah, I'm not I guess. pointing him out as a liar, but like, yeah, well, know, which he is, but he, I mean, he's yeah, he's definitely <laughs> a, a white liar at, at the nicest way to put it. But yeah, um, all right, so we're both on Philly giving the points there. Um, last game of the week, Monday night, the disgusting Monday night football game, actually. Uh, yeah. uh, the four six and one Indianapolis Colts host the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are three and seven. Colts giving two and a half. It's another tough game where I think like that that line is very like it's very tight line. I, I think that this if the Steelers are favored by two and a half here, wouldn't be surprised. The fact that the Colts are favored by two and a half here, also not surprised. But I think I gotta ride with my guy. Uh, I I wanna take Mike Tomlin and the Steelers here. Um I, I I'm rooting against the Colts because I think they're a laughing stock and I'm still I still just think the Jeff Saturday thing is hilarious. Um I think Kenny Pickett's played pretty decent football. Like, yeah. I don't think he looks terrible. Um, unlike, you know, a, a second-year quarterback for the Jets does at this point still. Um, I want to take the Steelers. I think I'm going to take the Colts. I think, uh, you know, as bad as Matt Ryan was to start this season, I think he's better than Kenny Pickett is. I think that they're the Colts are kind of, like, onto something, maybe. Like, they're, they're starting to play a little better. Yeah, I, um, and I can see that. But I think that I, I would say the same for the Steelers' defense. I think they are they got T.J. Watt back, Minka's back. I think they're playing well. I, I said they were my sniff of the week last week. I take them again. Um, I, I just thought they played a pretty – pretty good game last week regardless of the score um yep. i like this i like the steelers here if it gets mm-hmm. if it gets any higher than two and a half uh, i'm really gonna love it so yeah you know the like the play like when there's when it's a thursday or it's a monday and it's just a, a prime time game obviously that being the only game on you know how the play is usually to just like make a, a same game parlay yes um the the over under here being at 39 i mean i would move that down a couple points and and add that in <laughs> To, if take you're the a, over. I, if you're I a think, same game guy, I think I might take add a couple points on the other side and take the under. Yeah, I mean that would be fair too. Um, so the that the best game of the week, we still have to get your pick on this uh, Broncos going to Carolina, uh, Denver being a one point favorite. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my guy, the namesake for my dog. Uh, yeah, Russell Wilson, I think should cover the one point here, and like if he yeah. doesn't. Uh, we might need to get on the podcast and discuss top five dog name changes because that might be in, <laughs> on my horizon. Um, yeah. Okay, so got through the got through the week um, again. Short week, short Sunday because of all the you know Thursday football. Thir- great Thursday football. I hope yeah. Sunday lives up to that because uh, again, podcasts are another day. But we, I think, I speak for Matt and I both when I say that professional sports are so much better than college sports. So much course. better. And then if you say it's the other way around, I think you're just lying to yourself yeah, and yeah. you're trying to be, you're trying to be that guy. I mean, college football is about two years away from their record being determined on if they cover or not. Yes. You know, so like, and it's yep. as, and I don't think that's crazy to even think a little bit hyperbole, no. but you know, 
No, uh, sometimes you can't even, sometimes you can't bet a team money line because yeah. the line is 55 points. Think, it's ridiculous. Let me put it in perspective, right? Like college football uh, playoffs, right? The, the best four teams on those semifinal days, a lot of times you'll get a, like two blowouts, right? The, the NFL just put together three, like, of the most random matchups, besides the Cowboys and the Giants. Well, two pretty random matchups, right? Uh, the Lions and the Bills, who are two teams in totally opposite spots in the NFL spectrum, amazing game. Giants yep. and Cowboys play long-time rivalry on Thanksgiving. Great game until the very end. Yep. And then the nightcap, the Vikings and the, the Patriots, in which no one thought would be a shootout, ends up being a shootout. Every star shines, besides Dalvin Cook. Every star shines. Yeah, thanks. And they just put together, put out an amazing product almost every week, uh, regardless. So uh, I think the, the statement is any given Sunday. Um, and with that, unless you had anything else what? to say, two things. Why are the Vi- why are the Vikings so good with a defense that bad? I mean, Justin Jefferson is different. Yes, he is. Uh, and like the fact that they can put up that many points and they. Uh, Dalvin Cook might as well have been home last night. I think <laughs> I think says a lot about their that passing game. Look, I'm not still not sold on Kirk Cousins. I wasn't I wasn't convinced the Vikings were winning that game until the the time ran out. Yeah, uh, just because the fact that Kirk Cousins. I mean, the first half I was quite nervous about Kirk Cousins' uh, performance, but definitely picked it up and showed showed us something there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's very strange how. A team like it's almost like the exact opposite of the Jets, right? Like where the yeah. Jets can can't do anything on offense, but can hold everyone on defense. Whereas the Vikings can do everything on offense and can't hold can't stop a nosebleed on defense. The last thing I wanted to ask you was: Did you just see the text that Ryan sent to the group chat? No, I uh, I you, I tend to focus on the show when we do that, but uh, <laughs> let's see. Now I'm now I'm looking at it. So <laughs> love it. Uh, and with that that. I think we'll do it for this Around the League, our Thanksgiving recap, uh, our Jets preview that I think we are all going into very uh, cautiously this weekend. Um, Hope everyone enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening, as always, and peace out.